Hello, Becca. How are you? I'm very well, very exhausted. I'm fucking knackered. Well, I was trying to be really polite. I know you sent me a text saying, are we recording? And I was like, right, okay, let's get it. And secretly in my head, I was sat playing on Diablo when you text me. And I was thinking, I'm just going to have a bath and go to bed. But that's really unusual of you because, yeah, you, you know, it's not unusual that you're playing Diablo. But Diablo's, it's a fucking great game. It's unusual that you wouldn't be like thinking about recording because you've been asking me all week, when are we recording? I have, I have. And what makes it worse is the Gollum episode as of recording this still hasn't went out. So the guy who's editing it, it was meant to go out on Wednesday. I forgot to send him it because I was drunk when I asked him to do it. And I only sent him the file on Tuesday and I still haven't got it back. So probably this episode's going to come out a week later than I intended anyway. And if Sam is editing this episode, it's not a it's not a reflection on you, Sam. It's just me didn't send you the fucking episode file. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, so we're having a... Un- well, we're not having a week off because we're still following the normal recording schedule of do it the week, release it, release it the following week. Yeah. But the, the listeners will have had a week off from us. So... But if you're listening to us... Lucky you. Well, if you're listening to us and you think, oh, I've got a week off from them, fuck you. Why are you even listening to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I am... Um, I'm tired. It's it's been a tiring it's been a tiring week. I, I don't even know particularly why. A lot. So I've been going out again. I, I run and, and I've been feeling really terrible when I've been going for my runs. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's the heat, or it might be your hair fever." And and in my head, I'm just like, "No, it's because I'm a big fat bastard." But I'm starting to think there might be something to it because it is very very hard to run when it's this hot. What's your excuse? Why are you tired? Um, I'm tired because of a multitude of things, so just many factors. I'm going to just say all the strawberries we just picked. Yeah, we went strawberry picking this afternoon with our little girl. It was, I've never been before, so it, it was class. Amateur. It was really good. It felt awesome. to. I couldn't do it all day. I could. And I couldn't do it if I was being whipped and forced into the fields. Well, I told you that that was like my first proper job was fruit picking. Probably at the age of like six. You fucking country bumpkin. Yeah, loved it. That's the most hick shit I've ever heard. (laughs) My first job was out in the fields picking fruit all day, every day. Me and my mom are saying sweet low, sweet chariot. You're just jealous of my great upbringing. (laughs) I am, I am, because while you were picking fruit, I was eating Finder's crispy pancakes and getting shoes chucked at me. Yeah, by my mum. So oh. anyway, tale of tale of two cities. <laughs> oh, I love living in the countryside though. Having access to these things is amazing. Yeah, so good. And we've seen that house. Yeah, we so we were driving. So where we went to pick strawberries was up in Northumberland, which is further north than us, and. The the views where we live are amazing anyway, and then you get to Northumberland near Hadrian's Wall and what have you, and it's just, it's even more beautiful. You can understand why the Romans wanted to keep the Scottish people from fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just... People like Dave would definitely have, you know... Dave is... He would have destroyed so you know, this so place. You know, Dave is 
he always says he's from Yorkshire, but he's got the broadest Scottish accent ever. This is one of my Aye. mates. He's one of my mates. And do you know there's that weird law in York about how it's legal to shoot a Scotsman with a bow or a crossbow in within the city walls? No, I don't know that, but well, that's right. an there, interesting there, fact. There is, a, there is that law. It's a very old law. It's one of those weird laws we've got in the UK. That law is made for Dave. That That is to stop him getting too rowdy. You, you see, just always, whenever I've, like, you don't even need to have him on speaker. He just always sounds, like, pissed off. I like, love Dave. He's class. And you always know when you've spoke to Dave because you're always, like, very animated and, like, you become, like, you get Dave's personality through the phone. So we're not there yet in the Silmarillion episodes of the podcast. And we will get to the point eventually where Feanor convinces the rest of the Noldor elves to go into exile. <laughs> and he makes a speech where he proclaims the oath of Feanor and his seven sons make the same vow and the same oath. And they swear by Eru that they will chase the Silmarils to the end of the earth and they will kill anybody who has them or doesn't give them up willingly. I always thought that was fiction until I met Dave and you think if anyone could make a speech or get people riled up enough to go to war, it's that cunt. But let's just stop there. He is a great guy, so... Yeah, he's, he's charismatic, that's what I'm saying. He's class, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, moving swiftly on to we've got the we've podcast. Go, we're going weird this week. I accidentally stumbled upon a subreddit and that took me down a bit of a rabbit hole of the weirder side of the Lord of the Rings fandom. Now, don't get me wrong, I use Instagram a lot more and there's a couple of, I'd say, quirky accounts that like make me laugh in that it seems to be real people who are kind of just dedicated to one aspect of the legendarium, like the Tolkien legendarium. Yeah. There's one, I think she's Spanish, there's a Spanish lass who follows us and, and I follow her back and... and her, I won't like call her out, but her whole account is about how much she loves Frodo Baggins, and she dresses like him, and every post is about Frodo, and it always makes me laugh. And I consider that like cute, quirky. Yeah, it's kind of like that's adorable. You go, girl. There's another account, however, that mentions a fan fiction she just got finished writing. And that is that folds into what I've found and what I've been researching, because her fan fiction is not so much. Here's my cool original story in set in Middle Earth. It's more along the lines of, Ooh, uh. here's, here's the weird stuff that makes me come. <laughs> set in the Shire, <laughs> and that's not. And so I will say right. I will say this with. Copy pasta or, or stories on the internet. There's one for every fandom. If it's rule 34, if it exists, there's porn of it, right? With this, Lord of the Rings, the, the caliber of the written word is generally much higher. You don't find, I was looking for the low hanging fruit of fan fiction. <laughs> I was looking for that. Do you know the, that copy pasta of Who Was Fawn? Yeah. I was looking for the Who Was Fawn of Lord of the Rings. And there isn't any really terribly written, terribly spelled fan fiction that I could find. 
the people who are fans of Lord of the Rings are of a higher calibre, grammatically. Yes, their prose is immaculate, <laughs> but the content is sus, to use a Zuma term. <laughs> it, my story began with trolling a Reddit thread, just having a look at it. It was Silmarillion memes, and someone had posted a picture of Sauron and Morgoth together, drawn... <laughs> Like anime boys, okay, and I believe the scientific term is yaoi, which is homoerotic anime. Mm. And I'm sorry, even if... that word sounds a bit uh, uwa. yeah, yaoi. And for any weebs out there, if I've got that definition wrong, I'm sorry, but I'm not really sorry, you degenerates. <laughs> but as far as I understand, yaoi is depicting two anime characters in a homoerotic way. That's and what happens. That is that is the noise that Sauron makes when his ring... <laughs> oh, there was some of that. When his ring is being compromised. <laughs> yeah, there's this whole... There, there is this whole... There, there is this whole... There is just a whole... Subreddit community... And the subreddit is, do you know there's the, the Fortress of Angband, which I've mentioned? Is it Gangband? Well, no, it's called Angbang. Yeah, see, that's weird, though, because every time you've said that word, I've, like, the place, I've always in my head, like, had a chuckle and thought Gangbang, but I've never said it. Obviously, I'm saying it now, so... <sighs> but I've always thought, ultimately, like, Gang bang, and I've just chuckled to myself because I thought I'm not going to lower the tone, but clearly there are people out there that have thought the same. It, yeah, they're, they're, and they are. Whoo! Oh boy, it's crazy. So yes, I found Ang Bang, and from Ang Bang, I kept going, and I I, I got a bit of uh, starstruck as well. I had a conversation, no, not starstruck. <laughs> I had a conversation on Instagram with one of. I just happened to get talking to him, was one of my uh, favourite YouTube creators for Lord of the Rings. And it's the it's Tales of the Ring, who, uh, Tale of, or Tales of the Ring, I think his channel's called. No, it's, his Instagram's Tolkien Daily Dose, but he makes those videos where you turned it off because you said it's too much like a documentary, whereas I loved it. Do you know the one where we, we put the I Knew Lindalee episode on? Oh, yeah. And it was like really well animated, yeah. but you were like, it's too much like a documentary for me. Yeah. And I got talking to, to him, and I was telling him about the the weird shit that I was finding. And he said, "You know, first of all, he was jealous that you were open and receptive to it." Cause he said his girlfriend wasn't into Lord of the Rings, and he couldn't really teach her much about it, which is a shame. Let's get oh, together well. <laughs> over drinks, yeah. and I will try to make it more enjoyable. Hell yeah. And yeah, that so from that, this episode idea developed where I thought, let's go and have a look at some of the weirder side of the, the, the Legendarium. Let's have a look at some of the weirder fan fiction. So, my lovely wife, what we're going to do this evening is we're going to take turns reading select excerpts. Oh, no. From some of the uh, Lord of the Rings erotica that I found. And some of these websites... We don't have to read it in like an ASMR type 
way, do really, we? Just get really close to the microphone. Yeah, and like sort of like go like this, like. Oh, just what? I can't do it. Yeah, let let me try. I mean, it's raining outside at the minute, That's so that true. would be a good effect, like the rain on the window. You know how you can get those, um, like I always play YouTube, um, like coffee shop, yes. where it's like jazz and it's raining outside the coffee shop. That sort of vibe. That's what we need, cosy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yours would be against a roaring fire. Yes. Anyway, I think we're getting off track. I've got a few select excerpts, and shall we go through them? And then, after each one, shall we discuss how likely you think it would be law-wise? Go on, then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the first one, and I'd like you to do voices. You're going to give me the first one? You're going to read the first one to me. Right. And while I've I got to do voices, while I touch myself, <laughs> this do you know weirdly this first one was actually a little bit horny. I, 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 once I stopped laughing, I was like, "Damn, I can like, get on board I was with like, this." I, well, I thought like change the fucking names and put it on Literotica. like put it put it somewhere, put it on a proper smut site somewhere else, and change the names. Take all the references away, and you you have got talent, my friend, who is ever out there, <laughs> out there. They you know they're just out there. They're wearing their tunic. They've got a harp playing in the background while they're typing away, thinking that they're a, a genuine author. Oh! But this first one is a pairing of Thranduil and Melian. Melian, for your benefit, Rebecca, is the mother of Luthien, of Beren and Luthien. She was married to King Thingol, who you will notice is not Thranduil. <gasps> no, no, no. Now, Melian is in Maya. She is one of the Maya, and she married an elf and one of the only Maya to reproduce. And they ruled over the realm of Doriath in Beleriand. And that is a lovely realm, unfortunately. King Thingol is the one who eventually gets killed by dwarves, and that's what starts all the beef between dwarves and elves. Okay. But I don't think this author was that concerned with that. So if you just read up to where... This it's very short. Do you want to just There's read? There's no names in there, is there? There is, yeah. But oh. uh, the, the Thranduil and Melian, you've already heard the two names. I know, but I won't be able to pronounce it again. Piss off. Right, if you just read up to where it, stop, it stops in italics, where I've written the note, and you need to do it very clearly, and if you could do voices for the dialogue, please. Voices? There's only two speakers, Rebecca. You can do it. <laughs> So these are both elves? No, one is a Maya. One's a Maya, right, one's okay, okay. That's Legolas's dad. Thranduil? Thranduil, yes. Okay, right. <laughs> I can't do the voices. You've got to do the voice. No, your highness. Thranduil looked almost defiant, if not shamed. And there is me thinking you were going to tell me about all your conquests. Cat got your tongue? She flicked her own nipple, breast shuddering a little. <laughs> Randwheel didn't, <laughs> didn't say anything, rather looked away for a moment, shifting a bit in his seat. Do you want to fuck me? 
Melian asked, plainly hand still on her breast. Thrandriel looked back at her, as if agonising over the answer. You are married to a King Thingol? A good answer. Melian smiled again. <laughs> Clever boy, but do you not know the Queen is prone to taking a lover or two when the mood hits? I ask you again, do you want to fuck me? Thranduil's father did live in Dorith... Dorith... Dorithia? Doriath. Doriath. Doriath, as he was one of the Lathrim. Fucking Lathrim, come on. The story's actually ended there. And I, you've, you've went over into my nose. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. So. I was just, it was just the fuck me bit. It you just, got right into that. You just kept going with the script. I thought you were going to start improvising. To be honest, like, I, I just love a bit of uh, dirty talk. So that, that was just dirty talk, really, but sort of more old Englishy feel. Oh, like, what's that one? Is it called, like, The Miller's Daughter or something? Where it's, like, a really, really old smut and it's from like the 16th century i don't know but there was there's some sort of poem that you've heard me listen to oh like the goblin king or something yeah that goth girl reads it on youtube doesn't yeah, she yeah and she like she like sl- doesn't slur words but she like speaks very slowly and quietly and whispers and she like taps her fingers on the page and yes things. i remember this i remember thinking of it as a challenging wank <laughs> right let's bust this myth let's fact check this could thranduil have fucked melian yes could he yes. you don't know anything about either of them yes it was rhetorical i feel like he could well we know that thranduil's father did live in doriath and thranduil's father was one of the iathrim which means the elves of the forest they lived in Doriath. So Thranduil's father definitely lived in the First Age in Doriath. However, there's not enough information because Thranduil might have been born in the First Age or he might have been born in the Second Age. We know that by the time of Lord of the Rings, Thrandu- uh, Legolas is about 2,500 years old. So Legolas was born in the Third Age, meaning Thranduil had to be born before that. If he was born in the Second Age, then there's some fortunate heavily charged erotica couldn't be canon because Beleriand isn't there in the second age. It's, <laughs> it's underwater. Hesitant to talk about things being underwater given the news recently, uh, which is very, very sad. The next one, I'll take this one. Yeah, all those poor migrants who were getting um yeah, Was it like three, 300 Pakistani migrants? Uh off the coast of Greece something, or something like that but unfortunately yeah, the, you know more about five people who go in a submersible yeah you know more about the billionaires than then you do the, the hundreds of people yeah. that get lost at every year but anyway that's off topic <sighs> yeah this next one it, back to sexy time yeah stop thinking about people dying think about people fucking <laughs> this next one is I I heard it written as uh, I heard it described as one of the more famous fanfics for Lord of the Rings, and it's called Calebrian, which is if anyone is clued up will know that's Elrond's wife's name, who was attacked by orcs, and because of that she eventually sailed west. Now I've made reference to I in this. past episodes that like. 
it's possible she might have been raped. However, since then, I have read Tolkien, who stated explicitly that an elf would die if they were raped, essentially. Because of that pure. Yeah, pretty much. Like they, they would, they would force themselves to die mm. rather than live with that. However, uh, this per—I don't think this person who wrote this did the same level of research into Tolkien that I've done, unfortunately. And this is one for a mad fan fiction from 1997 about Elrond's wife, where it tells this story a little bit differently, where she takes a, a portion. Let's be honest; it's still a bit druggy, a bit weird. So I'm not going to get the, to the graphic bit, but I am going to read out the bit that made me howl because of how weird it was written. And it's fairly famous, as I've mentioned, in certain degenerate circles, probably furries. And would you like to hear a short excerpt? Go on, then. I'm going to get sexy. I'm going to get sexy. The orcs had not mistreated her. War to any orc who spoiled the king's pleasure toy. But the hem of her travelling dress was wet and muddied by the long walk through waterlogged tunnels. Her hair was matted and her arms were muddied, bruised and cut from many a tumble in the dark. None of that mattered compared to the fate that awaited her at the hands of this so-called king. What is this? said the goblin king. The lift of his loincloth caused by the (laughs) stiffening of his cock demonstrated full well that the question was moot. Orcs wear armour. We know this. Why is this cunt just wearing a loincloth? <laughs> that that's unfortunately that um I, I, that is as much as I was gonna put in this episode because it does get a bit weird, but I, I did I didn't want any of the uh, the kink the kinky people who listen to this to be like, Oh I can't believe you missed out Calibria. That would have been better suited, like the loincloth thing imagery. Mm. To that um that king like is he in the Hobbit the gobliny guy, the like the big fat the Goblin King yes, you would imagine him in a loincloth wouldn't you? True, true. Um, this might very well be the same. I mean, can you imagine like if the king was covered in pots and pans like orcs usually are, and like just a fr- <laughs> this 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 might this have been big a, boiling yeah. pot just pops up. <laughs> no, you just hear the ding. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> the, Oops, what, my ladle's popped out again. Yeah, I think Calibrian was waylaid in the Misty Mountains, though. Well, no, she was travelling between Lothlorien, her visiting a man Gladriel, and Rivendell. Yeah, which is the other side of the Misty Mountains. So it might very well be the Goblin King from The Hobbit. As well. So it might be Stephen Fry. <laughs> Wait, is that who voices the Goblin King? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Someone, Jamie, pull that up. Um, oh, I'm not Joe Rogan. I don't have those resources. <laughs> As well, when you were saying about the the bit about a skirt being like soaked, mm. I was just thinking, where's this going? It gets horny, quick as fuck, but because it's very date rapey and it's not 1997 PG. anymore, this is not PG. No. We are PG. To an extent. No, we fucking aren't. We are PG, We are absolutely really. not. We're not that bad. I would not trust the fucking parents who thinks this is PG. I don't trust you anymore. You stay away from my daughter. <laughs> you weirdo. I'm tr- you, every time you want to put someone on telly now, you're going to have to text me and run it by me to make sure it's appropriate because 
you just outed yourself. I'll just stick with Bluey then. Yeah. Any parents with young kids know that Bluey is an absolute godsend. Yeah. So, the next one that I found was a very, very old website, possibly before 1997. And this one, it was so old that I couldn't access the stories themselves. All I could access was the people requesting these stories to be written. And I want you to read the first one. And (laughs) yeah, I just want want you to read this first one because we've got three requests on this website that I found that were pretty juicy. And I wanted to know where these people were at at the time they were writing them and what causes you to be so horny you go onto a forum and request people write a novel for you. And would you just like to do that top one there? Just that tiny bit? Yeah, but got to do it sexy. (laughs) (sighs) Aragorn is in the shower and can't get warm. Leggy comes in and warms him up. Obviously, this has to be NC-17. What's that It's an American age rating. Uh, They move out of shower and play tag, where the home base is the bed. Oh, and Leggy has to do the talking. It's only fair. Now, quick fact check. I don't think showers existed in Middle Earth as we would know them. I'm sure they did, but I'm sure they were like the rainfall ones, you know, the ones in spas where you just pull the bucket. Ah, that would have yes. been a shower, wouldn't it? There's also no indication that the game of tag or tig, <laughs> depending on where you're from in the UK. What else do people call it? So we called it tig, where I'm from. Um, I just called it tig. Yeah. Northeast of England, most people called it tig. Americans called it tag. Fuck knows. The next one. Denethor, Theoden, and Celeborn are bored rulers in an alternative universe, but they share an uncommon hobby. (laughs) They breed carrier pigeons. Every year, they hold a meeting to have their pigeons compete against each other. This year, Theoden is to host the annual meeting. They take turns. Both Celeborn and Theoden are most frustrated that Denethor's pigeons always seem to win. Once they are in Mordor, the traditional place for the takeoff, and the competition is about to start, Celeborn notices that Denethor's pigeons are doped. Naturally, Denethor denies this, but Celeborn insists the three rulers try the drug themselves. Back in Edoras, they make generous use of the drug, which turns out to be quite a powerful aphrodisiac when used by humans, which, surprise, results in a massive orgy, with Grima Wormtongue discovering the three. What? They're related, though? No. Oh, okay. It's three different rulers of three different oh, Lord. places. Just Celeborn, <laughs> Celeborn's Lothlorien, Theoden's Rohan, Denethor's Gondor... And this person really <laughs> wants them all to race carrier pigeons. Right. Well, that that makes it a bit better, okay? Because because what I was thinking was something else entirely. So we'll just we'll just ignore that. Um. It's, yeah. Interesting start. I like it. I like the enthusiasm. Um. And I like the originality. 
I don't know if carrier pigeons exist in Middle Earth, but I, I that, would think they would. That doesn't seem too far out the realms of possibility. No, I, I will give them that. They, I mean, Harry Potter he had owls, so. Well, Harry Potter's also based in quote unquote modern times. Yeah, but it's got the sort of medieval y aspect, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Uh, Harry Potter, it's kind of like the wizards never progressed past like the 1850s, yeah. pretty much. Which is unusual. Surely earlier than that. Anyway. But I I, I, I feel like that's that's I, possible. That is quite possible. And especially especially if like the like a lot of the animals in Middle Earth are like sentient. They are smarter, generally, yeah, they are. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the more realistic ones. Now, this is what I'd consider the second to oddest one. And the oddest one is that we've got two more. Becca's going to read. In fact, Becca, I'd like you to read them both because they're <laughs> just a bit weird. So okay. if you just don't scroll anywhere on the rest of the page, and that's what I'd like you to read, is the bit in italics. <laughs> when Boromir comes to their bedchamber for the night, he finds his brother in bed, naked and in a nearly hysterical state. Eventually, after much sobbing and incoherent mumbling, Faramir manages to relate the following. He had been playing with himself using a candle, which, whoops, slipped too far in and got stuck. Apparently, he cannot go to the wards, for then father would know, come to know, and that would be worse than death. But he cannot get the thing out either. Had been trying for almost an hour and has only made it worse. Initially, Boromir is completely freaked out. Why would you want to put something up your bum in the first place? Then, horribly annoyed. Well then, go stick your stupid arse in the hearth. Maybe the candle would melt and leak out. But eventually, of course, he has no choice but try and help Faramir. Please make the process rather painstaking and embarrassing for both. That's an author's note there. That's a requester's note. Okay. And when it's over, Faramir would feel utterly exhausted and humiliated and be in dire need of some serious comforting. Needless to mention, by then Boromir would have probably warmed up to the idea of seeing his little brother from a somewhat different angle. Sorry, my reading is horrendous. It is, but that is... Well, yeah, I've never seen... I've never seen these before. I don't know what's going to be playing out in this. That's true. It's just that that one is odd, to say the least, because like the focus so much on the humiliation, like it's so weird. Some some fandoms are weird, and and the bit about sticking his bum in the fire. I think that's more like an exasperated, like go and stick your ass in the hearth, and and the wax will melt out, but. It's still a bit... It's it's fucking weird, that one. Mm. There, there's some that I'll laugh at, but there's others that I'm like, you odd motherfucker. Mm. You need to go outside, I think. I don't know. It it must be pretty old. Curious. But it's just... Uh, it, it goes to show that people have been weird on the We've internet. We've always had gay people throughout the whole of history. Do you know what's weird? The, the, the thing is, that like, I don't know whether it's a, a, the time we live in, but... Didn't even pick up on the gay stuff so much as, like, why are you so bent on humiliation and candles, you fucking odd bod? <sighs> anyway, let's Whatever get... Whatever floaty boat, as yeah. long as you keep it to yourself. 
Right, let's get back to some normal stuff and talk about hobbits and dwarves fucking each other. Right, come on then. This one, I'll give you some context to this one. This story is based on the premise that dwarves take debts very seriously, which they do, and that in this alternate universe, Bilbo saves Thorin's Philly and Killy's life in the Battle of the Five Armies. And because Philly and Killy are still injured, Thorin takes it upon himself to repay the debt. <laughs> so let me just hand it over to you. Okay. Just read in italics again. Thorin raised an eyebrow and after a moment of thought decided to take a risk. Does the... <laughs> does the thought... Oh, does the thought... Is that does the thought? Do the voice, though. Does the thought of doing these... Oh, God. Does the thought of doing those things make... <laughs> Can it do it? I can't do You're it. You're doing well. Does the thought of doing those things with me make you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> Bilbo took a deep breath and answered, No, just embarrassed the dwarf nodded and let a small smirk slip onto his face although it's been a while since he'd had a proper chase he used to be quite the rake in his youth Bilbo reminded him of that have you ever done anything with a man before he hesitated and turned pink well I did kiss a man before but that was years ago and with a woman I had sex with one woman, twice. That was also many years ago. <sighs> Thorin nodded, understanding that the hobbit's apprehension came from a lack of experience and insecurity. I should warn you that my debt to you is official. The other dwarves know, and it's likely in the records by now. They'll wonder about it and ask if it's been repaid. In most cases, the debt is take, taken care of as soon as possible, but I suppose this is an exception, though I should be on my feet tomorrow. He paused a moment and looked down at the coy and lovely hobbit. Although he won't deny a physical attraction, he's found himself happier around the shorter man. It was a feeling he hadn't felt in years. Unless you change your mind... Expect the first debt to be paid by tomorrow evening. There was another pause before I made a quick clarification. I won't fully have sex with you, Bilbo. A small smirk took over his features before he made one last comment. Not unless you ask me to. Bilbo looked up at him with an absolutely scandalised expression. Are you flirting with me? Thorin had the gall to let out. Thorin had the gall to let out a laugh. Obviously. <laughs> You're a bit flushed around the chest. Are you all right? <laughs> I love that one. Like, if he came onto me like that. Or Thorin. <laughs> Thorin's quite sexy in his own, like, dwarf way. He is. Unfortunately, um, the, the one I read about, I, I accidentally stumbled onto one of Thorin and Bilbo having a baby together. And I tell you what is really weird. There is a surprising amount 
of stories that focus on Bilbo having the ability to get pregnant. Hmm. There is a, a, a surprising amount there. I don't think he, like, you know, he, um, I just don't think he has it in him. I don't think the, the Baggins, um, the Baggins is a kind of strong enough to, to carry a child, if I'm honest. Weirdly enough, right? All of the, like, I've read like two or three excerpts of story. I didn't read them all. I couldn't fucking have read them all. I'd have killed myself. They all mention it's because of his tuck side, his his wild, adventurous tuck side. Because Bilbo is he's the son of Belladonna Tuck. I think his mom's called Belladonna. But yeah, he's a he's the the product of a Tuck and a Baggins. But obviously he takes his dad's name. And I think his dad's called like Bongo or something. I bet he has been uh, Bongoing. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no so yeah, it's weirdly you say that, oh I don't think a Baggins would have that in it in him. And and a lot of the stories mention it's his tuck side that does it. It's just like such... Samwise Ganji is like he is all man. He is Sam's class. It's just I, I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I've never understood when people write about like that male impregnation type. Oh, it's fucking twenty twenty three now, so we've got pregnant well, men left, right, and centre. To be on, fair, I think it was Women's Health or something. Or some, or is it like Vogue or somewhere? They have um, put like a pregnant man on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, once again, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So as opposed to there being any transgender, it's just more like in this these stories, it's a biological man who gets pregnant having a baby. Yeah. Obviously, something that's not possible. You don't know though. This is. Tolkien's universe, and he didn't specifically clarify that. Should he have to? I mean, I feel like if he was alive, he would he would want to be dead right now. If I'm honest, if he if he, I think you can you can say yeah yeah true true. He was he was a fairly progressive person in his way, like. He wasn't. He he pushed back against like racism and, and et cetera, et cetera. And Aragorn is held up as the ideal of a man who's not toxically masculine. Like he's masculinity without toxicity. A lot of the time, is that how Aragorn's held up? And which is fair. Dude, Aragorn's a fucking. He is a stand-up guy. I mean, however progressive you are. That that's the thing. Tolkien was very progressive, but. To then, like, imagine he came back to life for a day, and some cunt showed him that. Well, first of all, I would, I would just think that he would be like, but really, scientifically, how is that really possible? Mm. Um, I'm, I'm imagining a scenario where Tolkien gets woken, like, brought back to life for a day, and then someone says, "We made movies," and he's like, "Oh, he's a bit upset because of the way, like, about the Peter Jackson movies." And then someone might have to explain to him that that unbelievably is what we consider the best of your adap- of your works adapted to film. Nobody, Ooh. nobody showing, nobody showing the smut stories. <laughs> nobody showing the Hobbit films. <laughs> nobody showing Rings of Power. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh yeah! Imagine the pain as an author. How would you feel? Like my work reaches millions. But unfortunately, some of those millions like to imagine them all fucking each other. Yeah, I'm just imagining the pain of trying to birth a child out of the end of your willy. We saw a horror film about that, didn't we? Did we? Yeah, it was about that girl who had sex with that frat guy. 
and oh, he, it was a bit date yes. rapey and the part of the horror film was that yes. he got pregnant and his cock burst and he died and you've seen that it's happened again and again because yeah. like the parents are like oh it's happened again oh that would be terrible anyway yeah so that that's the weirder side what i consider of the tolkien fandom it's they, they, unbelievably there are lots of stories I couldn't in good conscience, and I'm not saying that as like a moral grandstand, but there's there's what there's, there's there was a story of Morgoth and Sauron where it's all about sex, but while they're having sex, like Morgoth is like essentially he's raping Sauron and it's really abusive, but they're killing an elf at the same time. And it's like it's really graphic about what they're doing. It, like it's super duper graphic. To the point where it describes like claws scraping against bone, and oh. I was just like, I'm not going to read that one. Blech. Yeah, that's just it's pretty fun. So I, I hopefully let's I've, just hope that we don't see in the news that there's a murder out there, right? And he's he's like some sort of weird, or she is some sort of weird Ed Gein type murderer, and they find all these stories. <laughs> Written down in a little book. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh. We heard you heard it here first. This person is going to go on to murder. Like I said, though, unlike most fan fictions, you can't fault the prose for most of these people. They they're written fairly well. Like there's not a great deal of bad grammar. It's just. The content's fucking weird. But yeah, if if anyone's curious, there are websites where they've got these weird Lord of the Rings fan fictions. People are still writing them. Like, a lot of the stories I was looking at had dates of, what is it, the 23rd of June now? Like, 22nd, 21st, 20, 20th of June, 2023. So people are still uploading to these websites where you put your, your text file in uh, it's yeah, it's crazy. But I wanted to do a little lean into the weirder side of Tolkien. If anybody has any particularly weird stories they'd like to tell me about, you can find me on Instagram at uh, a Drunk History Middle Earth podcast. Just search for us, or you can give me an email at uh, l o t r a d h o m e at gmail dot com. Shout out to Kev who emailed me this week. Uh, there's a guy called Kev from Utah. Uh, sorry if you prefer Kevin, but in you know I'm I'm, I'm English so. You get Kev automatically. Kev, I he said, good job on the podcast. I like what you're doing. I was like, thanks, man. And there's someone else who called Paxton, who had previously communicated with in the, a couple of weeks ago, who me and him had very in-depth conversation about law back and forth, me and this Paxton. I remember. Yeah, and I showed you the emails, and he was a lovely fella. Then Kev comes along, says, I love your podcast. Keep up the good work. I said, oh, that's nice, Kev. Thank you. What's your favourite episode? What's your favourite moment? Do you have any parts of the law that you'd wish I'd talk about more? And he went, nah, I just liked it when you described going to New York and sitting on the toilet and your bollocks dipped in the water. <laughs> <laughs> now that is some smut. <laughs> I was like, all right, cheers, Kev. But he then, he mentioned, he said, I'm from Utah and I'm like six foot odd and the toilets are higher here. So I've never had that problem. Oh, well, he won't be travelling to New York now because of us. So now I'm confused. Why does America have different toilet standards? And this is a question for American listeners who've made it this far into the podcast. If you've, you you might have just come and are just cleaning <laughs> yourself up and this is on in the background. <laughs> God. 
Do all doors in America in the toilets have gaps in them? Like really wide gaps. So like, I, I mentioned it was uh, Newark. It was Newark Airport we went into because it was in New Jersey. Yeah, so we had to in go... the Starbucks. Yes, and yeah. So we so we flew into Newark. And I remember because I was singing the Sopranos song in my head as we were going along. I was pretending I was in the opening credits. But everywhere I went in America, the toilet stalls had really big gaps in them. So there was LA, New York, Hawaii, and San Francisco. Is that like that everywhere? And apart from Utah, are there any places where the toilets are a lot higher? Is New York... And the other places I visited, just a, an outlier. Is that where the fattest people are? Because I thought it was low and wide for fat people. No, but they've got to squat down lower. Oh, See, shit, I'm yeah. not very good at squatting. You're I'm not, not saying I'm like overly massive or anything, mm. but I just cannot squat. So you're surely, I... if you're a bigger person, yeah, it would be harder to squat. Yeah, you're not you're not like super obese. You're you're like what I describe as right a good personality. Just stop. <laughs> I'm joking. I love you. I'm not obese. I'm obese. <laughs> you're so rude. You are so fucking rude. Is this even going to go on the podcast? Because we've talked about absolute rubbish right now. I'm gonna put out that it is just a a a, a relaxed episode. We've read some Lord of the Rings smut. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'll cut out those facts. I feel jokes. like we should do this all the time. Yeah. Just sm- smut of the week. That fart was atrocious. <laughs> this isn't going in. This is this That's... is B roll this. That was dis- that was long as well. That my stomach hurts. Well, I just I thought like a lot of people seem to to talk about. Smut of the week. Yeah. To, oh, which we could do. Yeah, we might do. Well, I don't know. Smut of the week. But a lot of people talk about other oh, like our banter, so I thought I'd include a bit more of that. Yeah. And I'm it, gonna get on your piano, your keyboard, and mm. I'm gonna do a little theme tune. Well, you I'm do. You go. do better than the person who I got our actual intro from. I think I'm gonna stop using that. Smut of yeah. the week. Anyway, right. Okay, this episode's been a bit chaotic, a bit mishmash, and that's, to be honest, that represents the mental state of these mad cunts I was reading the stories of. I thought you were going to say the mad, like we were the mad cunts, anyway. <sighs> no, I don't think we're as bad as the people who write mpreg fan fiction, to yeah. be honest. But no, I hope you're having a good day, wherever you are. There's no talking fact this week, except an unverified one, that he was born in South Africa. And their their family had like a helper. Uh, I, I I'm not entirely sure on the time frames, but their family had a, a a black South African bloke, a helper, and I think he was called like Samuel or something. But don't quote me on that. And apparently, it used to be common practice in South Africa or some African nations for the helpers who help rich white families to take the baby back to their village for a day to show everybody this like rich white baby as if it would bring them luck or something and bring it back to the family. And that happened to J.R. Tolkien when he was born. Well, it would have been like a near in apartheid times, wouldn't it, in South Africa? He was born in 18-something, 1890-something, I think, and then he died in 70-something. But, yeah, um, Tolkien was kidnapped for a day when he was a baby. No harm came to him, obviously. It's just uh, that the helper wanted to 
take him to show his village and then brought him back. Yeah. As the father of a toddler, I'd be absolutely mortified. But then somewhere deep down in my heart, I knew if she wasn't in any danger, I'd try and enjoy the break. As well, like the help is often the closest person to you that you'd ever have. I can That's imagine true. for yeah. a rich person. Obviously, we clearly don't have help. No. Um, it's like on a, I watched an episode of Family Guy earlier with, with our daughter, and it was where Stewie visits a rich kid's house, another rich, is uh, a rich toddler. And Stewie says, oh, your mum seems nice. And he goes, yeah, I think so. I've only met her a couple of times, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I, that's probably the person that you would trust the most because you'd probably confide in them. Um, because you spend m- more time with them than your own parents or family. That's true. So, um, and actually, the family probably were like, great, don't need to think about them for a day. Free childcare. Hopefully, yeah. There's a lovely lady on TikTok who plays like a very, she acts as if she's a very posh woman. Mm. And she, it's her getting her baby back every now and then. She's like, oh, hello. Are you the same child from yesterday? <laughs> How are you doing? She tries to shake the baby's hand. And then Aww. the baby starts crying. She's like, that's enough for today. Thank you. But uh, right, we're going to wrap it up there because we've got things to do. Becky's on a hen do tomorrow. I've got the child all weekend and I want some time to play Diablo before I go to bed. <laughs> but no, that's a, a thank you from a, a thank you and a good night or good day wherever you are from me, Chris. And um, goodbye from Rebecca. Have a lovely week. I'm going to train you out of saying um, it's such a fucking pain to edit out every time. This waveform is going to be even worse because it's come from the phone. I am sorry. This is how I speak. <laughs>